Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Salinas Underground hi, Podcast. Hi, hi. What's up, Cujo? What's up, Oz? Um, this intro is slightly different because we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, today, uh, our guest is is Joey Espinosa. Yes, sir. Mr. He's Weed Advocate. Mr. 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 Cannabis. He is a name. He is a man with a lot of names. He is your is weed representative of, of the area. Yeah, he very, much, or not. very yeah. much is. We've had him on the show before. Yeah. We've had him at least twice before. Apparently, About two years ago was the last yeah, time. Yeah, apparently so last time it was two years ago. The whole idea ago. was we were going to have him every once, every few months, and he was going to update us. But, I mean, he's a busy man. We're lazy and procrastinating. Not lazy. I meant to say busy and procrastinating. We do a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bad. I'm speaking of myself here. But, yeah, um, so he, he was finally, he finally, well, we finally had him on. Um, here, here's your weekend update. Who does the weekend update? SNL. Oh, that's not that original then. <laughs> no, hell no. They've been doing but that. But here's your weed. The seven days. Yeah, exactly. Weed here's your Kent. weed update, you know? Weed can. Weed can. I love that. <laughs> your weed can update. I really like that. But I mean, no, he has a a, a, a lot of knowledge. You yeah. Know? A lot of knowledge. Well, he's done a lot of industry. homework, a lot of research. Yeah, he has his he own is a businesses. Huge, yes. He's got three businesses, bro. I was talking to him after we recorded. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, so th- this is a, a guy with great knowledge. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good interview. Again, well, all we lost was the intros at the beginning. So we didn't lose any of the meat of the in- interview. Well, yeah. Of the all of it's still good there. there. Yeah. Um, again, the, the intro did get screwed out, but yeah. whatever. But, you know, but, so please tune in and just keep catch up the last. What we did end up catching was we were talking about the uh, area. Yeah, uh, Selena's being a, a center for growing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, of cannabis. And also want to remind everybody to please, please follow us on social media. Again, everybody's been doing a, an excellent job, but that's all these events and all this cool stuff that's going on. We post them on there. So if you want to learn about it, then that's what you got to do. You got to follow us on social media at Selena's Podcast, Twitter, Facebook. IG, we're, we're there. We're making badass posts. Yeah, we're showing Selena's in a cool which, light. Yeah, well, and then this week especially, um, we're we're doing a giveaway. We don't we don't do this very often, but we've literally done it like once before. Yeah, <laughs> but this is cool. We finally get to to give back. Yes, to the community. You know that that's helped us over the last yeah. four years. So and to add to that. I mean, we're we're gonna be at this uh, Salinas, uh, what do you call it? Salinas Valley Comic Con. Salinas Valley Comic Con. So I can remember. Yeah. So we're gonna be there Friday. No, not Friday. Well, Saturday Friday. and Sunday. Yes, December fifteenth, December sixteenth. Yes. This coming weekend, if you're listening to the to this day it comes out, you got what four days? Yeah, four or five days. Yourself. Yeah, it's it's coming. Save some money. Save that paycheck. Yeah, hell yeah. Some of <laughs> Screw someone's, breakfast, someone's getting paid on Friday. <laughs> Somebody's getting paid on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's December fifteenth and sixteenth from Saturday. It's ten a.m. to five. Sunday it's ten a.m. to four. Um, there's gonna it's the Comic Con. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've never experienced it. There's gonna be this comic book really, artists selling stuff. Yeah, it's a real ease into what the Comic Con. Is because again, we talked about it last week. It's kind of like a free market slash celebrities for nerds. But this yeah. this one in Salinas is 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 a bit 
it's kind of easing you into the madness. That it's a it local is. one, yeah. yeah. It, it's really cool. We'll be there this mm-hmm. year recording from there. That's a first. Yeah, boy. And uh, <laughs> we want you to be there. And the the, the way we're going to get you there is we got four pairs of tickets to give away. Yes, sir. Two pairs for each day. Um, and yeah, these are $5,000 tickets each. We're saving you so much money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> nah, it's it's so yeah, two you pairs get to per day. Darth Vader on Sunday, dude. Yes, come cosplay, man. Yeah, come put in up. the work or just buy a simple Halloween costume. It, it'll be fun. Yeah. It's all for fun. Yeah, and, and and we want to help you get there. Yeah. So in order to join this competition or this giveaway that we're doing, not competition, like we're all gonna fight for it, right? <laughs> Maybe if we have enough contestants. Now, um, so in order to, to enter this giveaway, you need to have an Instagram. You need to follow us on Instagram. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to post a story, a quote unquote story a day. So a story is like when you click at, at, at the top of the people feed. know what the fuck. We're, we ah, have young right, people well. listen to our show. Anyways, you click on the story um, and you just respond to it. You send us a quick message and that's it. Just hey Hi. Say you guys suck or I don't know whatever. Yeah, respond to respond just so we know that you saw it mm-hmm. and you reacted to it, and mm-hmm. we will write your name down. On Thursday, we will pull names out of a hat mm-hmm. or some shit, out of a keg or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, from today until Thursday morning, mm-hmm. we're gonna do one story a day. About this competition. Mm-hmm. If you see that story, respond to it, and you're automatically entered. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday, we'll pick a winner. We'll reach out to you. We'll let you know who won. You get the tickets. You know, we'll, we'll meet up, and you go and enjoy the Comic-Con. Yes, sir. It's going to be fucking cool, man. Or ma'am. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be... It's, yeah. Yeah, and it should be fun. It's, it's going to be... Nerd culture, oh my people! Yeah, <laughs> and again, if you want to experience it, if you if you're curious about it, all you got to do is respond to our story. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is respond to our story, and you're automatically entered. We'll we'll pick out a name on Thursday. We'll slide into your DMs and say, "Hey, guess what? You won." <laughs> and you and won the winner. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Winner, winner, so winner. Please enter. Please follow us. Um. Check us out on Thursday. That's where that's yeah, that's the, the big day. Yeah, that's the main day. So you must not be man. present to win. You don't have to be here. Yeah, right. You can be wherever the hell you are. Yeah, it's it's all on the internet, man. Yeah, Me from Thailand. We're we'll digital, hook you up, but good luck getting here. We dream, we dream in digital here. Yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. With that being said, we'll, we'll get back into this episode. Yeah, again, we we get right into the middle of the conversation because of our technical difficulties. We're ta- we were talking about Selena's being a, a center of cannabis growing and how interesting it is that that has happened. You know, it, mm-hmm. never would have expected that. But here we are now. And we'll let Joey take it away. Yes, please. Let, please enjoy. Joey, welcome on board. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so we're being known as a as a growing hub, you're saying. So like. Anybody can grow in Monterey County and then sell it or transport it throughout the state? Anybody that gets a permit that gets licensed to do so, yeah. Oh, it's so, not like Fresh Express where you just <coughs> buy it from the farm. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, we're still really, really heavily regulated. So in, yeah. in Monterey County in particular, um, 
most of the growing that's taking place, pretty much all the growing that's taking place is in the greenhouses. The, the greenhouses that have, we talked about this a little before. I was going to uh, say, yeah, because you guys had mentioned that it's only legal to grow it in greenhouses for the market. And because you can't grow it outside, right? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. There's no outdoor. So originally there's been no outdoor growing allowed in monterey county since since you know 2016 yeah. since we've started regulating that's a it. county thing right that's, that's a county like thing a now if okay. you talk about traditionally in the sense of like the way it's been for the past 10 20 30 years there's been a ton of outdoor growing going on in monterey county specifically in, in big sur Keshawa, yeah. carmel like, valley what do you mean? yeah um you know and, and then a little bit in south county like lockwood and places like that and those guys got the short end of the stick when we regulated because the county and the, the sheriff's department did not want to deal with any sort of outdoor growing. And so for the past two years, it's been, hey, you can only grow either in the greenhouses or indoors. And it has to be in certain areas of the county that it's allowed. Now, recently, probably in the past six or eight months, they've opened up a pilot program and they're still working on getting this pilot program started where they're going to allow some outdoor growing in those areas. Actually, not South County, just in Big Sur and Carmel Valley. And very small, like maybe like 2,000, 2,500 yeah. square feet. So, yeah, well, I mean, if you're concerned of like, I, I don't know, is, is that why, really why like the, the, the aesthetics doesn't look, you know, to the county? They're like, uh, ah, that looks kind of weird. I think, yeah, that was a part of it. They were worried that like a bunch of row crops would be turned into to cannabis crops. Yeah. And then they were also Ooh. worried about security. That's the, what they're always saying. Oh, security. Okay. Yeah. And then let's not forget, anytime we're talking about politics, it's always about the children. So yeah. Should right. the children <laughs> see the cannabis and have their retinas burn? You know, it would be bad. So that's always usually. That, yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. Yeah, the security also makes sense. But yeah, but yeah, again, out there, I'm trying to get. There's not that many eyes, you know. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, well, right. I, I think the security. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's still ways to to solve the security problem. Put up a fence, you know. Put up a fence. Like all the greenhouse properties have fences with barbed wire, and they have security guards. And you know, I think, I think it was. It's just been an educational process for the regulators to realize, like. It's, it's always scary to them until they start learning how this works. Like, generally speaking, if you're going to go rob a farm, you're not going to go chop buds off of a plant that's alive. Yeah. But you still got to dry it. You got to cure it. You got to process it. Yeah. You want to either get the finished product or even better than that, you just want to go get the cash. Because if you get the finished product, you still got to sell shit to make money on it and make your robbery yeah, worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're going to change that over time. Um, I was actually just doing an inspection with um, the ag commissioner, Bob Roach. And we and him were talking about him. Bob Roach. Be like, fool. I know, right? That thing's Roach. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You got to allow this shit. Homie. He's actually pretty chill about everything. But Who's your boss? Joe Blunt? <laughs> <laughs> He, he, me and him were talking about hemp and, and CBD and hemp is becoming really, really popular in, in America and certainly in California. And, um, we, I asked him, I was like, so we got into it and without getting too much detail, I asked him, I was like, so do you think we'll see a day where hemp cultivation is allowed outdoors, but cannabis is not? And he said, yeah. And really the, there's no difference other than that hemp produces mostly CBD and cannabis produces, you know, THC and CBD, yeah. but they both pretty much look the same. An average person driving by wouldn't know that's a hemp plant or a cannabis plant. Oh, right. So it's going to be an interesting like, thing. Like how, yeah, well, how are we going to allow things. hemp plants that look the same, yeah. but not cannabis? It's when we get there, it's going to be an interesting debate. Yeah. That, and yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, I'm curious because like you said, who the fuck cares? It's just, it's making, it's a row crop. It's making money. It's a cash crop or whatever. CBD is the, like the thing they make like lotions out of. Like it, it's got no getting high properties just like the medicinal. Yeah. So CBD okay. is, is a, a certain cannabinoid that is, is 
known for therapeutic effects without the psychoactive effects. So yeah, you can you can take it. You don't get high. You don't yeah. feel like all racy or anxious or you know some of the things that all people racy, get. All of a sudden you're gonna start. Okay. Some some <laughs> people get like that, man. Some people yeah. like they smoke sativas and stuff. They get like a ton of anxiety and they start like freaking out. You oh know, yeah, that's right? me. Yeah. yeah. So it depends on that's the people, person. It's like, it's Joe Rogan's whole thing, like they, yeah. you're not paranoid. You're not fucking paying attention. Like that's it. Yeah. You start realizing like holy shit, dude. I'm just this tiny little bean on this floating rock <laughs> in the middle of this fucking endless universe. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, this is scary. Yeah, no. You got to be careful with, with different stuff you take. But yeah, so mm. CBD is, is giving you all the therapeutic effects without making you high. And so we have some CBD stores here in um, Monterey County. I think there's one over on Lighthouse, actually, where they, all they do is sell hemp-derived CBD products. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, they don't Where's sell Lighthouse? In Monterey, Lighthouse Avenue. Oh, okay. There's um, a big-ass lighthouse at the end of it. Just go drive there. Is yeah. There? Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> it probably was at some point, right? There I must guess. Have been. I don't know. Let's just... But. So, and it's like products like, again, lotions and stuff, or do they just have like edible stuff? For or CBD? Con- yeah, consumables. Oh, I yeah. Guess. CBD has pretty much every. I mean, there's like flour you can smoke. You know, you can smoke the flour. You can... Topicals is what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, there's vape pens. My roommate actually just bought a vape pen that's all CBD because he... He has a job where he gets uh, drug tested, and so he can't, you know, really smoke. That won't weed. come up. CBD won't. Most come of the up? time, they don't. They don't test for CBD. Most wow. most jobs aren't testing for that. So oh, they're testing shit. for THC. Um, that's the good shit. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the <laughs> shit that gets you high. So. But you know, going back to just the the environment of Monterey County, um, I think Cujo was talking about off air. You know, like what makes it. Yeah. What is it like? Why. Why is Monterey such a good place to grow? Why is it like even just politically? Why are they allowed? It's the soil, grow? bro. Well, ultimately, <laughs> that's what I was trying it's to get to. It's the terroir. That's what the cats from Big Sur would be saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, going back to what I said earlier, though, it's it's funny that that happened because like I would have never seen this coming, dude. Like four or five years ago, if someone said like, "Yeah, Monterey County is going to be the hub of growing weed," I'd be like, "Fuck no!" Like, we're too conservative. Like, we're too too much of sticklers Still here. Are, you man. know. <laughs> so why why it happened? I think just the catalyst was was that 2016 election. You know, they they saw that coming. They knew that it was going to pass, and they wanted to get ahead of it, and they wanted to regulate it. And and you know, of course, money. You know, of oh, course, they just kind of like accepted it. Like, oh fuck, here comes the wave. <laughs> they looked at it like, look, Prepare it's it's coming it, whether right? we want it to or not. Exactly. We might as well ha- gain some control of it yeah. while we still can, and okay. make some money in the process. Comedian's got a joke about that where like the government just acts like a parent that just like. They keep catching you smoking weed until they're finally like, whatever, dude. You right. Know? You're going to smoke. Just fucking do it. Right. But let me fucking make some rules. And first. They, they came with a lot of taxation in the beginning. You know, that's that's something that's happened since we talked last was was originally they had $15 a square foot for the cultivators. That's how much tax they were paying. So yeah. regardless if your crop harvested or if you had crop failure, you were paying 15 bucks a square foot to Monterey County Bro. to have the privilege to grow cannabis. Damn. And we, we fought hard again. When I say we, you know, groups and associations I'm a part of, other individual operators fought hard to fight against that. And we convinced the county, like, look, this is way too high. You guys are killing the market before it even really gets started. And yeah. luckily, they dropped that to $5 a square foot. Oh, wow. Which really? is still probably too high, in my opinion, but that's a huge victory. Well, imagine if they took a percentage. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, opinion. I mean, if they took a percentage, like, whether it failed or succeeded, you know, like. Oh. Like, this was going to be worth a million dollars. We're right. taking 20% of that. Fuck, that'd be fucking... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And half of it shit. failed? Like, holy right. crap. And when you so said percentage, I, I was know? thinking, like, 
the way normal business works is yeah. is they get a percentage of what you sell your shit for. I yeah, am on, right? I'm on board for that. Yeah, that makes the most sense. So us having to yeah. pay them regardless of us selling anything or not is, is hard to do that business. Is. I mean, like you've given them a cut even if you make no money. That's so terrible. it's really, really difficult. But we got we got we got the taxes lowered, which is, is huge. I mean, you guys are somewhat of a political show. You know, you guys talk about a lot of things, but a lot of that you talk about is, is you know, the politics and Salinas and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. when have you ever heard of a government, whether local or state or federal, lowering taxes? Right. Yeah. And when does that ever happen? That's Fucking that's just our last episode. We bro. were just saying that Salinas is going broke and they're talking about raising taxes. Exactly. You know? So we, we actually got them to lower the taxes, which just is Oops. is a sign as to why cannabis is so new and so unique. Like lowering taxes is, is insane to hear that. And also props to the, to the people that made this decision, you know, to, right, true. to, our, to our politicians. We're also very, you know, usually very critical of them, but they listened, right. you know, to some, to seri- they obviously seriously listened. Right. And, and they made a tough decision where, cause there's some people out there that, don't mind you know taxing cannabis business like that right um so so that was pretty brave of them in a way you know so so good on them <laughs> you don't always just talk shit you know you, got, you know cool cool for voting on that but again it still might be too much um you don't want to push people back to their the black market you know right um and and again and, and there's a middle ground there's a good middle ground it works it, it i don't know it blows my mind how they could do this with cannabis business i'm you know Super, just triple taxation or whatever tax oh, yeah. here, tax in there, tax in there. And I was like, "What the fuck? What if you taxed lettuce? You know, ten cents for every acre of of lettuce they grow, which again would ultimately benefit the county. Right? Those taxes would go to do something good, I'm sure. But it wouldn't make sense for the businesses. They would just say fuck you and they'd go somewhere else. Well, and it's it's cannabis is in a very unique space where it's not quite agriculture and it's not quite pharmaceutical. It's kind of like in the middle. You know, it's it's kind of a medicine. It's kind of an ag crop, but like we don't really know exactly what this is yet. Yeah. Because um, you know, ag. Your example, of lettuce. They usually try to incentivize people to grow stuff like that because it's food. It's things that we need to survive. So like we need more of it. So yeah. it, you know, cannabis is in this in this beginning I portion. I need that shit to survive. In this begin- beginning portion, it's kind of like a syntax, you know. It's kind of it's kind of in the same bracket as yeah, tobacco that, that's exactly and alcohol. Yeah, that's exactly what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, dude. And what sin is it paying for? You know, like that's what bothers that, me. That's a really good point. Yeah, you know, with with alcohol and tobacco, we we know, you know, tobacco. It, there's a social cost, right? Dude, I was just watching uh, Grand Central Station in New York. Like they they refer redid it, you know, like in the '90s or something. And they cleaned the, the ceiling. It was all black. They left this little rectangle of black tar. And when they were cleaning it, people asked, like, what the fuck is all that? Like, the trains are electric. Right. Like, and so they sent the stuff out to a lab. It turned out it was tar and nicotine. All of that was 100 years worth of cigarette smoke. Wow. Dude, so it, like... That, like so they're obviously why, you know, cigarettes cost society money. Right. You know, so it makes sense to tax them higher. Exactly. But where's the proof that cannabis is costing money? I mean, they're trying to find it. You I mean, know, you know yeah. anytime they can blame cannabis on a, on a traffic accident or something like that, they're they're quick to do it. And Bro. you know, bringing up lettuce real quick. You know, romaine lettuce killed more people this year than cannabis. <laughs> yeah, so salads are fucking dangerous, man. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to, I guess b- bouncing around a little, but I, I was thinking about this the, the whole DUI thing. You know, like. And I'm not advocating smoking and driving or whatever, you know, but 
say they pull you over and they do like a blood test and it goes off of like a percentage of how much THC you have. Yeah, this, they haven't still haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah, because I would be like, how do you know me? Like that could be less THC than I usually have in my body, bro. Right. Like that's what the problem is. How do you know? Was that THC there from you smoking yesterday or yeah. an hour ago? That's exactly. that's the part they don't have figured out yet. Yeah, and well, and it, do you know if people are getting convicted for DUI under weed? Uh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Yeah, uh, I would say it's they... it's probably like a DWI, like driving while intoxicated yeah, or something like that. Go. I mean, I don't think it's like running rapid, but you know, I'm sure it's happening for sure. All of a sudden, it's like everyone's slowing down on the highway. What the fuck? Yeah, but I know, it, right? That that blows my yeah that that one because again it it is. It does change your mind. I, I guess in, impairing is, is I, it sounds like a bad word, but like so does caffeine, and it's cool to drive on that. You know, I'm not again. I'm not saying smoke a joint and go drive down a Big Sur, but you'd have a great time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems weird to be punishing people, you know, before we figure it out. Right. That's why I'm curious if they're already. I could see the police wanting to do that. That's a fucking that's revenue for them, you know? Well, and you know, that's what, uh, again, just another point to why this cannabis thing is unique. Because traditionally, in America, people just start doing shit. And then over time, the government's like, wait a minute, we should probably regulate that. Yeah. Right? Right now, it's like, we're going to heavily regulate it and then figure it out. To what you're saying, we haven't figured it out. So usually, like, Google just start self-driving cars and shit. And the government's like, wait a minute, we should probably regulate that. You know, we, we give people Splenda and stuff like that that might have some negative effects. And then, wait a minute, there's something, you know, cigarettes, we smoke them for decades. And yeah. then we're like, wait a second, this is actually bad. Cannabis is the complete opposite where it's like, we're not sure if this is bad or not, but we're going to regulate the fuck out of it just in case. And then maybe over time, it'll slowly be a little bit deregulated here. Maybe taxes will decrease. All these things will be the opposite way of how America traditionally works. Dude, and they'll be like, oh, Aaron, you're gonna, you could sell it and we're going to tax you. But guess what? It's still federally right. more illegal than heroin. You know? <laughs> like It's still a Schedule 1 or A, whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's so weird. Right. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll tax it. Go ahead and sell it. And we're going to take so much fat taxes. But technically, you still, you know, it's the, the worst drug that you can have. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I mean, like, in, that list. In, in my businesses that we have, we're federally illegal, but we have to pay federal income tax. <laughs> so like, Dude, like just, what kind of a mind fuck is that? Yeah. Like, I have to give them a cut of what I do, which is technically illegal in their eyes. Because if I don't give them a cut of what I'm already doing illegally, I'll get arrested for not paying taxes. Dude, <laughs> it's it's like, not even that you're doing it; it's that you didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like not only were you doing illegal shit, you didn't give us a cut. So that's why we broke up with England, dude. Like taxation without representation and shit. Yeah. I'm about to go to Boston and throw some tea in that hard uh, Fucking medicated tea. Doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Massachusetts, they, they just legalized, I think it was either medical or recreational cannabis this, this past election. Good. Now uh, they can finally chill out. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of good victories um, these past couple of elections. Like some East Coast guys are coming it, online. It seems to be, yeah, every election cycle seems to be another state or two uh, coming on board. Still, I... I mean, not that I want to be cynical or anything, but I'm going to be. It just seems like uh, some of these states are just like straight up for fuck it. We're going to tax these stoners. Oh, fuck yeah. The mentality of why they make it legal. And here in California, we have such a a history of it was, you know, medicinal, you know, cannabis since the 90s. And again, I remember going to the Cannabis Cup in Denver 
like a decade ago. And over there in Denver was already a fucking free for all. Like they were just like, you have 10 bucks. Here's as much weed as we can give you. <laughs> and I remember it was actually, uh, what's some Michael D'Angelo what the, the something D'Angelo, the dude that had Harbor site, Steven D'Angelo, Steven D'Angelo. He did a, a talk there and he was talking about how it was like, dude, like, y'all got to focus on the patient. Like you guys are just, it's just some free for all with just give me money and I'll give you as much weed as fucking possible. I think California, we really, really focus on the patient. Um, and that's where I think it's pretty cool, that history here, you know, where I don't think other states have that history of like, hey, this has been a therapeutic thing for a long time. It's not of like, hey, we could just turn the screws and make hella fucking taxes on this. Like, these are still people. A lot of these people have medical conditions that are, that are using this. And, um, and yeah, so I wonder sometimes the, the, the intentions of these other states. Well, you bring up Steven D'Angelo, and, and I have nothing against him. I don't know him personally. Um, I was trying to pull this up, but they just uh, went public with their company and got acquired by a Canadian company for like tens of millions of dollars. So yeah, he's a freaking corporate. It's, it's for the pitch, for the patients. I'm sure yeah. that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was just an interesting because in in Colorado there was there was nothing about that. Right. We were right. there and. They they call it the pink card over there. That was, that was their their medical card was a pink card, and uh, well, the house we were staying, the guy had stacks of them. He had stacks of them. He's like, you want, them? You, you want me to write, you want me to yeah, write you out yeah. right now, one right now? They, they didn't they didn't care. Right. And and again, I, I get it. You know, I I'm I'm one that I don't care. I, I feel it should be you know freely available to any right. adult. Um, but it was just so interesting how they they really again in California at least it was under the guise of you know medicinal stuff in san jose I, I, I all the dispensaries had to be like do community stuff right i would go to a dispensary that would do dental work dude dental well there's two work. reasons they do that too though it's it's one is is maybe to look good to the community and and, and become more accepted the other is tax reasons because going back to the federal stuff there's a tax code called 280e where we don't have the normal write-offs that other businesses have because we're still considered an illegal business. And that yeah. 280E rule was, was written like for the mobsters and like the mafia and stuff because those dudes were writing off all their blow cells and all these like, you know, heavy drugs they would sell and then they would do tax write-offs with it and the IRS was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so they made that rule and now Jeez. cannabis is in that rule. So they do things like other services like give you massages and stuff like that because it's a tax write-off for them. So there's two reasons to that, you know, which is, is important to note because... Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, it's never just fully altruistic, you know, that, <laughs> that, there is definitely always, and, and it sucks that they have to kind of be, you know, uh, clever like that, you know, they, have, they yeah. have to come up with things. I mean, you talk about the banks, man, like even us trying to get a bank account, it's, it's basically impossible. Like most people to get a bank account, they either have to find a, a local credit union that's willing to do it, which Santa Cruz Credit Union has been willing with most people, but you have to be from Santa Cruz and they have a waiting list now. Or you have to set up like a separate company and call that separate company, say it's your management company and you pay that company management services. Then the management company goes to a bank and it says, no, no, I'm not a cannabis business. I'm a management company. Yeah, that's what I figured. And the problem with that scheme is that's still not completely legal no, because if you no. go into a bank and you lie about what your business does and you're not completely transparent with what your business does, that's considered money laundering. <laughs> so we're in this wild time with cannabis where we have to basically launder money in order to pay taxes 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have to pay our taxes somehow. You know, I just dealt with this last quarter. I had to, I had to pay taxes for our distribution business and we, it wasn't a lot because we just started. We had like maybe like $30,000 we had to pay. And I called the local CDTFA um, tax office here in Salinas. We don't take cash. I called San Jose. We don't take cash. I called San Francisco. They were like, Oakland does it. So I was like, okay. So I had to go all the way to Oakland to pay my taxes. Are you kidding? And I had to pay 30 grand in cash. And in it's like, cash? In cash. Jesus and it's like. To put it in a fucking cool ass briefcase? Dude. Dude, please. Just, yeah, you, did you? We had to, you showed up and just opened it. Boom, it's all there. You want to count it? <laughs> no, they, they count it. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they do it on certain days because they have the CHP there as security to like make sure everything goes smoothly. But oh, it was, it was nice. just a crazy idea. Like, okay, great That's idea insane. by the regulators, right? I, Oakland's a perfect place to go pay cash and, and tax, yeah, right? Like, yeah. let me go to Oakland and walk Super with safe, 30 bro. grand on the street. Super safe town. Super safe, dude. So it was it was an interesting thing. We had we had to park hella far away, too. So I was thinking about taking one of those fucking lime scooters and mob into the front. Uh-huh, because yeah. <laughs> you the shit. Yeah. You took one of those, right? Oh, oh, hell yeah. 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 They're everywhere now. Those are in Marina now, too. That's yeah, a hot topic. They're oh, no Mar- kidding. Yeah. Well, see, they, they did that same thing. We were talking earlier about companies just showing up. And exactly. then getting regulated later. Exactly. That is exactly how they grew their business. Them and Bird. Yeah. They would just show up to a city and just drop like a thousand of them all over town. Right. And then people would start writing them. And like three or four months later, the city's like, what the fuck, dude? We're getting complaints and shit. But yeah. by that time, they also had enough people that liked them. Right. So so the cities were like, it, were stuck. Right. So that's some of them. That's why some cities don't like these. Uh, Santa Monica is a big one. I was like, fuck you, you guys. You guys fucked us over. Um but yeah, it's it's an interesting way to do business. Just show up and get regulated later. But again, you go speaking of cannabis, it's the complete opposite. Right. It's the complete opposite. And there's been people that have been doing it for years, you know, that that have the ability, you know, to do it like a regular business. But the government's being yeah, government's being dicks. <laughs> I mean, they're they're doing what they can. I don't want to be hella cynical and be like, oh, they're just trying to find a way to make money off of it. Because obviously they are. That's right. what taxes are for. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that the tax money is going to go to pay for better services. Um, but, yeah, the government really needs to get with the fucking program. They're always like 20 years behind everything. Well, they need to understand that, you know, a part of the uh, allure of regulating cannabis is is fighting against an illegal market. Right. Is is taking control and making sure that if you know, fuck it, if people are going to smoke weed, let's at least make sure it's it's clean weed. It's it's lab tested that, you know, it, everything's safe as much as possible. Approved, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, the, the challenge that comes with that is how do you do all of those things and make it competitive against the illegal market in, the, in terms of pricing? Right. Like if I can go to someone and just buy illegal cannabis for 20 bucks an eighth. Or I can go to one of these dispensaries in Salinas and buy it for sixty dollars. Yeah. Where am I going to go? You know. Yeah. Even if it is maybe healthier and cleaner, you know, at the dispensary. That's what you do. You advertise it as organic. (laughs) (laughs) Gluten free, dog. Yeah. So I think that's the big challenge that the industry and the regulators are facing now is like, how do we regulate this and and be competitive with the illicit illicit market? Because that's the only way. We've learned this from the the war on drugs. This is the only way that we're going to compete. In, in that market this is the only way we're gonna maybe eventually uh detour people from the black market is do we have the legal market that's competitive economically right like that's the only way we know that locking people up doesn't work we know that just saying hey you can't do that that's not allowed doesn't work none of those things have worked for the past 40 50 years everyone still grows weed everyone still sells weed and people still take <coughs> risk risk with their freedom so the only other way to combat it is is through economics so dude and i think one of the 
the cool thing uh, the vape vaporizing vape pens and all that shit is really helping because those are pretty economical and people love them because they're all clean and stuff you know you don't smell like a like weed yeah and I'm like, dude, and that's the the dude on the street has a hard time, you know, making these cartridges and, and well, getting the concentrate. Well, not anymore, to be honest. <laughs> there's actually an article that just came out in, in Marijuana Business Daily that, that there's a huge counterfeit market for the, the cartridges. Really? So, like, you have, like, big-name cartridge brands like the Kingpins, Brass Knuckles, Heavy Hitters. Like, these are real, like, you know, as mainstream as you can get. Yeah. Cool uh, names. <laughs> and, and they are counterfeited a lot like the black market is making them oh, put it in their packaging versions of their just oh, like people make fake louis, louis bags and fake you know supreme jackets yeah. like the same thing they make them and then they send them to the east coast and people on the east coast usually aren't the wiser hey so fool, don't disrespect the east coast dog they're pretty smart now <laughs> sorry east coast for that attack now no, yeah, I idiots, mean, you don't know shit about weed. No, they just don't. They just, they just don't know because they don't have a legal dispensary to walk yeah, into. They don't know no. if it's legit or not. And some yeah. of them, to be honest, they don't give a fuck if it's not. You know, as long as it looks good and it tastes good and it gets them high, then they don't yeah, care. Like Snoop so, Dogg raps about this shit. I want it. So that's actually becoming a that's what like literally in the past fuck? week that's been a huge topic about about counterfeit cartridges that's, that's happening. Crazy. That's just like the cartridge, right? Not the actual THC. The, the oil inside those yeah. little vape pens. Yeah, every everything. Okay. So there's everything. two parts to those vape pens. Yeah. One is the battery, and the other is the cartridge right, that contains right. the oil. Right. You know, so so these cartridges is what is what really is the the value. And and from from their standpoint, you know, I mean, like we talked about, people are going to do illegal shit regardless. People have been you know shipping weed across the state for hell for, yeah forever, dude. So now they can send something like a cartridge, which is smaller, doesn't really have a smell to it. Dude. It's way harder to track for any of Put the government of officials. In a little US, USPS box. So it's rampant. It is rampant right now. It is crazy how that's happening. It took a little while, but the you know anytime anytime the listen market can find a way to make a profit, they're gonna go fucking crazy yeah, with dude. it. So they are hey, criminals. You're so resourceful, dog. <laughs> they are, dude. They really are. Should I mean, run they, for political office. They have that's to. why criminals are yeah, politics. Exactly. Fuck, it makes sense now. Yeah, blow your mind. Do-do-do-do. I actually saw a meme about about cartridges about how like this person was like, man, these young kids got it easy now. You know, back in my day, I had to bring a whole kit if I wanted to go get high. I had to bring you know cologne and clear eyes and <laughs> fucking a change of shirt. These motherfuckers be hitting the vape pen in class and shit and not giving a fuck. <laughs> dude, it's yeah. It's so true. They're just hitting it while they're in the class. And Real quick, and we used to have to do a whole. I had a whole system when I used to get high at work, like you know, seven years ago. I literally would have like a whole kit. Uh, you have a fucking you'd have toilet to paper right roll time. with downy shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly, shit. dude. <laughs> All kinds of little techniques just so you don't get back. And none of them fucking worked. Everybody knew you were high. Exactly. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, but you felt better. You're like, yeah, they have no idea. Yeah, it didn't fucking work for shit. <laughs> hey, spoiler, uh, dude. I was I was at a meetup recently or at some business meeting with people that I've been at other business meetings with never told them that I smoke you know and never brought it up and they're way older than me and then somehow you know cannabis comes up and they're like oh that's cool you know Oz is cool with it I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? Yeah. How did they just know, man? Well, but no, in my uh, head, I'm like, man, there's been some times where I like hit the pipe, you know, like an hour before I go. Uh, so I think I'm cool. I'm cool. You know, and I was like, fuck, no, these people don't smell weed every day. So it like really stands out. Yeah. Yeah. So you think you're being slick, but, nah. but they all knew. Yeah. They all knew. I said, like, for my fucking cataracts, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Helps with my diabetes. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, helps with life. 
Well, and it's 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 interesting too how like so many people are doing it now more openly. You know, like we're talking about people doing it secretly, um, but you know, we kind of talked a little bit off air about how like these dispensaries see all all shapes and sizes of humans, oh, right? Oh, yeah. The little old ladies, you know, your priest, your priest, <laughs> your, your doctor, yeah. like anybody and everybody is is using cannabis, and it's slowly becoming less taboo to admit it. You know, which is a big deal. Yeah, hell yeah, no, and it, it's freaking cool, because. I don't know. It, it, like I said, well, again, going back to the medicinal thing, and I had my card and all that, but right. I still felt like such a fraud, you know? Like, oh, yeah, oh, my knees hurt and I have trouble sleeping sometimes, you know? And it's like, <laughs> come on, you know, come on. Right. It, I, I genuinely felt bad because I was like, I'm filling out the same paperwork and whatever of people that have life threatening diseases you know that actually really really need this right just so they could keep down a fucking uh, a spoonful of soup or some shit you know right yeah so i felt so fucking lame that i was like, i don't mind you know that if people know that you know i i, I enjoy it to, to chill you know you know at the end of the day especially again speaking of sativas you know you sit there and watch neil degrasse tyson shit or something just like um yeah, he's but great. yeah but i i felt felt weird you know sometimes where it's like dude people actually have a, a, a real medical need for this and because of the rules i have to be like oh sometimes when it's cold my left shoulder hurts i yeah. need joints you know and you know what ends up happening it's happening in in a lot of states you know colorado anybody that's regulated this is the way it usually works the medical thing is what gets it started is what gets you know the, the legislation and the regulation started and then over time the government's like all right like what's what's really the difference like why do we have to have like a medical regulation system and then a recreational medical or yeah. recreational system and then they usually are just like you know what fuck it it's all basically the same shit and they do it either either in a quasi way or a very straightforward way and they make it all one system that's what washington did washington started out with medical and then recreational and then they're like you know what fuck the medical thing that's just more work we're doubling the work so yeah. it's all recreational there California has pretty much become the same california started with like we're going to do medical stuff and then recreational stuff and then now they're like, you know, it's basically the same shit. So if you have a, a, a license to grow or to distribute or to be a dispensary, you're allowed to be like both medical and recreational at the same time. And from the consumer standpoint, you go into the shop and you go buy it. You're buying the same product. You're getting it for the same price. So there's not really any difference. California yeah. has this w weird little law where if you, you know how you could get like, you go to the doctor, you get your little paper script and then you can go to the health department and get like the extra official card. Yeah. If you have like that official card from the state of California, you don't pay any sales tax when you go into the dispensary. What? But how many people are going to do that? Number Shit, one. So my cataracts flared up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, there's a cost associated with that, right? Like depending yeah. if you're on like Medicare or Medicare or Medi-Cal, you can get a cheaper price. But for most people, they're paying about a hundred bucks to get that card. Right. So you got to do the math happens? on that, right? A year. A year. One year. Okay. Yeah, so, the math. So, exactly. so you That's would have to. I was to, going with this. So we know sales tax is around ten percent, give or take, nowadays. So you got to spend what, like at least a thousand dollars a year on cannabis to break even. Mm -hmm. on that right because you save a hundred bucks mm -hmm. so you got to spend more than a thousand dollars in a year to make it worthwhile so really like i said they quasi pretty much made it so like there's really no point to get a medical card anymore so there's really no point to even deal with all that i don't want to get this high but the government forced me to <laughs> yeah financially <laughs> exactly i, I don't want to do this shit blame i was gonna say blame obama we can't we got blame trump <laughs> <laughs> i blame that dude Blame him for everything. That's what Who's people do nowadays. The state rep, California, for our our, our, our senator. 
Yeah, blame that. Senator <laughs> is Anna Caballero. I learned that shit last night because she walked. She in just won to what? the pub. I was about to yeah. ask. No. Yeah, she just she kept won. calling her assemblywoman, and she did not appreciate that. <laughs> I'm very bad at talking to professional people. Wait, what happened? Well, no, no, not that she got mad or anything, but I was like, oh, you're. You called her. Because okay. she used to be an assemblywoman. I remember yeah, she upgraded. Like, senator. Like, Senator. Like, you're not yeah. Kamala Harris. What? Yeah, she just she got just that. State Congrats Senator. Her, yeah. yeah. How many state senators are there? For California? Yeah. I think. I mean, na- on one, the national right? level, there's obviously two, you know, but like for California, because we also have the House of Representatives and the Senate, right? For the state? The assembly. It's the assembly and the Senate. For the state, right? yeah, it's the assembly and the there's, Senate. There's still I two believe. deals. And then for the for the country, it's the House of Representatives with the Congress and the and Senate. And the Senate, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how many of those do we have? How many how many peers does Anna Caballero have? Like twenty or some one, shit? Bro. It just yeah, it just depends on the state, right? It depends how big the state is. I yeah. Thought. Or is that the? Is it two senators per state? On the national level, it's two no matter what. That's what's so bullshit. We have so many people. I think the assembly men, member, members. Yeah, we have say, like 450 of them. Yeah. But on, I'm talking because she's a state level thing. She's not a federal level. Oh. Employee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I have no I idea, know. dude. I should have asked her last night. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ask her how that all works. All I know is she's not an assembly member anymore. She's in the Senate. Yeah. That means, I don't know. I just like, can you give me a job or she what? That's what money. I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now she's been working her way up, man. And then the, another another big win since we're talking about elections a little bit is, is Gavin Newsom for the cannabis industry. Anyway, he's he's been a really strong advocate for cannabis. Um, so I think most people in the cannabis industry were happy to see him win because we're hoping that he's gonna you know make things better. And well, he takes over next year. When when I wonder when that happens. I think uh, yeah, I think next year. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. I mean, which is what year. like three weeks from now. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to see what he does. You know, obviously in general for California, but mostly for cannabis because he's he's been he's been an advocate for sure. He's been on the the positive side of it. And on the local side, has Salinas released any kind of numbers of to like, hey, this is our first year. This is how much, or are we not even a year in yet? Um. I think I think this year would be the first year that we're we're started because really the, we've only had that one dispensary. Yeah. Uh, from a from a retail standpoint, we've only had one dispensary. We also gave out five permits for manufacturing and cultivation, and I don't know how many of those people have gotten up and running and if they've been operational this year. I'm sure some of them have. I don't know if all of them have. Um, but speaking of Salinas, it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, they gave all these people these permits like two years ago. And it seems like a lot of people haven't really been operating as fast and producing tax revenue as fast as the city was expecting them to. Yeah. So they they had something where, like, you could file for an extension on your permit sometime in December this month. And if you don't, they're going to basically take your permit away and they're going to open it up again. So let's oh, say, shit. like, let's say, like, the second quarter of next year, they might be like, hey, there's there's another two permits available for manufacturing or for this or for that. So we could see permits open up in Salinas within the next, you know, four to six months. Holy shit. And these people are taking a while to bring in this revenue because there's so much work on the front end to get going, or are they just sitting on these permits? I think or? I think the majority of the is it's so expensive to get up and running. Like it's not, you know. And I, me and you talked about it a little bit off air. It's 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 so expensive to do this legit that you know it's no wonder most people are still in the illicit market because all the money you have to spend to get up and running is insane you know all the all you gotta like i'll give you an example with us so a distribution business we have it's just a little 2,000 square foot building we started with 
totally big, empty, open room. So we had to totally remodel the front of the building because Seaside spent $6 million on the street. And so we had to make it look nice because <laughs> they didn't want some shitty building on their nice new street. I mean, they put everything brand new. I don't know if you guys have been there. The road's brand new. The sidewalk's brand new. The bike racks are brand new. The trees are brand new. Everything's like fucking brand new. what they're going to do over here. Oh, shit. I've, again, I've seen it when it was closed. I want to go check this out. You should. And so we, then we put, you know, another like hundred grand into the building because we had had to set everything up for regulation we have to have you know separation different rooms and this and that we had to put you know flooring in we had to put everything in there and then we have to put in fire sprinklers because the building didn't have fire sprinklers and that's that's looking like it's going to be maybe 50 grand to put fire sprinklers in a 2,000 square foot building right and then we got to put a fire alarm which is going to be like maybe another five to ten grand so that like doesn't just come with the building that's some building no that <laughs> some, some buildings it does you know yeah. so this is a lesson for anyone listening if you're going to yeah. go, go do it get a fucking building that that already has all that's this already shit. Set up. for yeah. us we, we didn't think we we're going to have to do the fire sprinklers because we were told that we wouldn't have to by some people in the city and then after we did all the construction they're like actually you do which was really tough for us because we would have negotiated our lease if we would have known we we're going to have to put that much more money in but now we're in a five-year lease and we have no negotiation or leverage so uh, it is what it is at this point but so my point is that's just yeah. a small little 2,000 square foot building yeah. say we're, say we're going to put 150 to 200,000 dollars in it just to get up and running and get operational and have everything be legitimate some of these buildings in salinas are huge you know like some of these guys have buildings that are 40,000 square feet yeah you know so they're looking at half a million dollars to maybe a million dollars sometimes just to get everything up and running. And not to mention the bathrooms have to be ADA compliant. We had to make our bathroom ADA compliant, even though we're not open to the public. You know, there's all kinds of little bullshit things that go into it. So I think that's why most of these guys aren't operational because either they didn't have as much money as they needed or they didn't anticipate how long it was going to take to get the building ready. You know, and, and it's it's just so expensive to do this, man. It's, it's so tough. I wonder if this is going to force or allow big people, you know, to like, if this, this business is going to be run only by multimillionaires, you know, At right now, that's the way it's looking. Yeah. Cause it, again, if you do all this and you're kind of a small fry and you're able to pay all that and do it, the amount of time that it's going to take for you to break even on your initial investment or <laughs> the price that you have to pay, if you want to shorten that time, is going to really, really affect your business. And it just seems like, again, some guy that can just, you know, sign a fat paycheck and cash you out. It'll be way more. Yeah. You know, way more. I mean, it, this, this system was definitely not designed to favor small operators no, hell by no. any means. You know, it's, it's designed for large operators. And I, you know, I, I kind of experienced both sides of it in the consulting world because I have some small people that I work with and I try to help out. And then the majority of my clients are, are bigger operators, you know, because the bigger operators can afford to hire a consultant to help them do yeah. shit. You know, the small guy has to figure it out himself most of the time. So I have big clients that have purchased properties for like $9 million, you know, and then they're going to put like another $10 million into the infrastructure of the property. And wow. those are the kinds of people that I look at and like, yeah, these guys are going to succeed because to your point, if you have enough money to bleed out for a couple of years and survive that, then who's left. And then you pretty yeah. much have all the market share because you're the only, only guy operating, you know? So, it's 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 been a it's been like a little civil war amongst the industry where you have like big operators that are like coming in and the little guys are like no fuck you we've been doing this and what the fuck you're taking our land so to speak you yeah. know like so it's 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 been a really wild two years dude because this this whole like legal recreational thing has really only been operational this year 2018 was the first year that we've been following those rules yeah and so now we're one year into it and it's not looking any better for smaller operators everybody's trying to figure it out 
on the fly that's so so interesting and the, the regulation the regulators are trying to figure it out too like the, the regulations at the state level have changed probably three or four times now you know throughout this past year we're still operating in our emergency regulations which are temporary regulations and throughout this year they've released drafts of regulations that they want to make permanent so they release it and then the public has like 45 days to provide comments and feedback and be like, hey, no, maybe you should do it this way, do it that way. That's happened about three times this year. And we just wrapped up the last thing that they're supposed to do this year. And we're hoping that sometime in January, these, these final permanent regulations will, will be you know, in place. And we can be like, okay, now I know this is how I got to run my business. Because there's little things that have changed like... Do we have childproof packaging on all the all the product for cannabis, or do we just put all the product in an exit bag, which is childproof? This has been something that's gone back and forth with with the dispensary. So you go into a dispensary, you buy your product. Say you buy an eighth of a flower, you get it in a jar. Is that jar childproof or not? So the regulars have gone back and forth with should the jar be childproof or should they put it in a bag that's childproof before they exit the building? And so then little things like that are a big deal for an operator because as an operator, I'm like, okay, should I invest a shitload of money in childproof packaging or should I not? Because I don't know how they're going to regulate that. So what happens if they say, yes, childproof packaging, and I invest, you know, 50 grand into childproof packaging. And then six months later, the regulations change. They're like, you know what? Never mind. Fuck it. We're just going to do an exit bag. Well, you just invested 50 grand in childproof packaging and now they change the rules on you. This is another reason that the small operators have a tough time surviving. That's fucking yeah. Just, yeah, because if you're already operating on tight margins, then you have to take risks like, and you have to take risks like that. Right. It's not you saying I think the market's gonna go this way. It's like no, you have to because you want to stay in this, you know, and not get yeah. regulated out. Dude, that's fucking tough. It's hard, bro. It's really hard. Yeah, and and I mean it. I don't know because there's so many people that are like, oh, you're rich or you're a big business. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm, I'm anti that, you know, and. I don't know. It's hard for me to be anti people like that. Um, and, but, but again, I really, it seemed like a neat opportunity for people, small operators to finally come out of the shadows, legitimize themselves and, and be real businesses, you know, since what, two, 2005, when I started going to dispensaries, um, most of them were little mom and pop things, you know, most of them yeah. were collectives. You know, there was right. like that a women's collective in Santa Cruz or something that had a really good fucking uh, dispensary. And these are the people that I believe should have the opportunity to, you know, if they're like, ah, you know what? That's not for me. I'm going to go, you know, start a beehive or some shit. Then, yeah, but they shouldn't be priced out from the get go like this. And it, it shouldn't be just because the government is trying to make that money. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to. I want everybody to have so you know to be able to come in. Yeah, we do need the big money players because they're going to push the industry. You know, they're going to set those standards. But this is a great opportunity for again for for independent businesses to finally come out of the shadows. They've been working in this gray area for years. They should have the ability. You know. Well, and it sucks too because a lot of them have like they like you know laid their own bed in it because those were the people that were really advocating to make it legitimate right so if you're going and you're trying to change the law so that you don't have to look over your shoulder and then you get the laws changed and now the big companies come in and swoop on all that hard yeah. advocacy work that you did and you're kind of just like man i just fucked myself like why did i do that you know like you do it for the greater good don't get me wrong because like for me it's always about the greater good i try to remind myself like to me the reason i'm in this aside from you know everyone wants to make money that's like a that's like a bonus in my opinion 
the reason I'm in this is because I don't think anybody should be thrown in a cage for cannabis. A nonviolent cannabis user should not be thrown in a cage and locked up and, and lose their freedom for just using cannabis. Yeah. And that's like the bottom line. So on one hand, to your point, like whether the big business comes in or not, I'm happy that we're at a point where we can even talk about having Salinas having two dispensaries. We can even talk about Salinas being a hub for cannabis production. To me, that's a win. That's that's a huge win. But can we do this in a way where it's kind of fair? Because like, look at alcohol. We have uh, micro breweries, you know, and small breweries that are, are usually more mom and pop. And then we have the Bud Lights of the world and yeah. like the Modellos of the world. You know, there's room for both and there should be room for exactly. both. But right now in this early stage of cannabis, it's, it's, there's only room for the big guy at the moment, you know, mm -hmm. and like it's, it's tough, dude. If you don't have, if you don't already have like a really well-established brand, you, you're just you're constantly in need of more money, like no matter what, even yeah. if you're a great businessman, like even if you're killing it and you're, you're, you know, you're, everything's tight and you got your numbers figured out, you need a shitload of money to do it. Well, again, like you were saying this with the regulations being so fluid, you could even be the best kind of accountant or something. Right. But if all of a sudden they, the new rules is you have to add this to your product and you don't have that, it's going to cost you money. You know? Yeah. It's really hard to plan for that contingency. You know? Yeah. What do you, um, but again, it is cool that we are here. It's definitely not perfect and nothing ever will be, you know, I don't think in 50 years there's still going to be complaints about the of cannabis course. industry, you know, of course. I mean, taxes, especially right. People complain about taxes no matter what industry. You're yeah. In. Hell yeah. yeah. That's yeah, not going away. Everyone's always trying to get them lower. Um, but it, it is pretty neat, you know, from two years ago from where we were talking of like, whoa, we just legalized this, you know? to now there are a couple of, of open people you know places open here and they're again east of eden is really they they're yeah. kind of like how patria kind of stepped the game up for restaurants here in old town they kind of i mean and i know there's only one other dispensary but they kind of set a pretty high bar. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful dispensary. Yeah. Anyone that is from the area should definitely go check them out. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really cool. It's again, I keep describing it like an like a it's like an Apple, Apple store. store, you know. Mm -hmm. of, of <laughs> That's Canada. the model they were going for. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, the, the people literally take your order on an iPad. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, it's cool that we can show that in Salinas. So, you know, again, the reason why we do this show is because Salinas had a certain reputation, you know, and yeah, part of that reputation, I think people would not believe that that kind of establishment can exist. And guess what? It's there, and it's not heavily armed security, you know, wanding you and yeah. you know, dogs sniffing you and all this. No, you walk in, show them your ID, you go in, you get your stuff. Everything's bright and, and out there, and you yeah. can touch it. Everything, smell everything, and and yeah. It's and I, so I think that's that's a, that's another thing we should highlight because you know I. In my world, I'm always like really kind of focused on the negative things because, you know, I'm really unhappy with how certain things are going. But I, we got to highlight the positive, too. And the positive is that, you know, places like East of Eden are, are producing jobs, They're creating jobs that like people, you know, two or three years ago, no one could say like, yeah, I work at a dispensary in Salinas or yeah, I work at a distribution, cannabis distribution in Salinas or I work yeah. at a that wasn't even a possibility. So now we have so many people that have jobs and, and get all of their income from the cannabis industry, which is huge. It's great. It's awesome. Like that, that that's even a possibility is, is amazing to me. Fuck yeah. You know, Dude, it used to be where you'd be chilling at the bar and people would come in smelling like onions because they work at an onion processing plant. <laughs> Now you're just like, oh, it fucking smells like weed. And they're like, yeah, I'm a trimmer. Yeah. I'm a trimmer. I've been trimming for eight hours, you know? Yeah. And it, it's so neat how it's just accepted. 
It's totally accepted it's so now. So normal yeah. is yeah, I'm a bud tender or yeah, I'm a trimmer. And shout out to the trimmers, man. That's that's fucking hard work, dude. dude yeah. That's that's like oh, that's like the dude. You know, I would equate that to the, like the strawberry pickers. You know, that's like I was talking to somebody at Alvarado who lost their jobs to immigrant freaking trimmers. Trimmers, yeah. But Not they were bad. so cool about it. They were like, hey, man. There, he's like, they. You know how people say, oh, immigrants took our jobs, took our jobs. They're like, hey, those fuckers didn't take shit. We lost our jobs yeah. to them. They're like, those. We, I could not keep uh, up. He's no, like, I can't keep up with them. Skill. Yeah. Okay. He's like, fuck them. He's like, not fuck them. Like, but he's like, they were way yeah. faster. He's like, you know, they no hate on them. It's a hard you know, job, dude. Yeah, it's, it's he tough. was like, I. He's like, I fucking hated it. Yeah, it's he's really like, tough. If they could if they could work faster than me. Why the fuck are they gonna be paying me these fucking outrageous wages just to you know get burned by these guys? Yeah. And um, but yeah, it was so cool. It was. Uh, and again, it was a white guy, which was even more interesting. I <laughs> thought you were gonna go the direction of they lost their jobs to the immigrant because they pay them cheaper, but that's a positive. That yeah, that but, is that as well. But oh yeah. Cheaper because oh. they're faster. You know. Oh. So that that's where you. But know, I mean, they're you, still you, paying you, them the you same get wages. More output. You know. Yeah, right. but okay, if the guys yeah. if they're producing more, yeah, yeah, I get it, that. I it get makes that. sense. Yeah, but it was exactly. just so funny because the dude was like, "No, nah, they didn't take our jobs, bro. We lost our jobs." It's <laughs> one thing, dude. If, if I get fired, you know, just cause to hire this person, but if they're doing a job better than me, how are you gonna complain about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, you can't argue that. But um, and so it's neat that those opportunities exist, you know, because it gets people again going back to the strawberry. Harvester, he doesn't have to break his back no more, you know, out there. A lot of this is indoors, like we were just talking about. Right. It's much more climate controlled. Right. It's a, it's a better job, more regular hours. That's eventually going to have a ripple effect in this town as well. For sure. I mean, that's I think that's one reason that some of the big ag folks are against the cannabis coming in because they're good. They're always competing for labor. Oh fuck yeah! Right? Like they're always like, no, I need more labor. No, I need more labor. And then. Now cannabis is coming in and taking some of their labor and they're like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah. So it's, it's, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, that, I, I get it. And dude, you can pay a lot more to trim cannabis than you can to harvest lettuce. Yeah. So they have to compete, you know, they right. have to compete right now. You can. Yeah. I think over time it'll, you know, I don't know how long that will take, but you know, I, I, I think that the, the price of cannabis is going to continue to drop pretty dramatically. I mean, I think somebody here in the bar where we're at was talking about Oregon selling like $2 grams or whatever, yeah. right? Like, it's going to happen, dude. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to happen faster than we think. You know, just literally just within a year. Like, let's say at some point in 2017, I would say a lot of these greenhouse growers were able to sell their cannabis for maybe fourteen to $1,600 a pound. And today in 2018... Uh, at the end of 2018, most people are probably lucky if they're getting more than $1,200 a pound. I'd say more people are getting about $1,000 a pound. Damn. Um, and that's within down. a year, you know. Is there, a, is there a place that you could keep track of that, like a, like in Wall Street and shit? Like, yeah. Is there a website where it's like, oh, today the average price for a pound is There it? is, yeah. Really? Um, it's There's there's a couple places. There's CannabisBenchmarks.com. And of course, it's not free. I mean, they have some free reports, but they, they keep track of the price in all the different states. Um, they keep they keep track of outdoor greenhouse indoor, um, yeah, and that's that's a big topic on on the the sporadic not common podcast I do with my partners. We talk about the price of cannabis and how you know it's it's continuing to drop. 
Um, yeah. And I, I just, I know what's going to happen because it's, it's becoming more of a commodity every day. You know, it's, it's the more people that get into the game, the more that's produced. It's all supply and demand. You know, that's that's all it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And there's no doubt in California right now that we have way more supply than demand. I mean, that's been California's biggest problem for decades. Is that that's why you know, going back to the East Coast homies, that's why a lot of them get cannabis is because California grows way more than it can sell here. So it has to go somewhere else. And and that's going to be really crazy to figure out. We need we need a lot more retailers in California to account for how much weed we're growing. We need more people to start smoking weed. Hey everybody, that that join too, the fucking revolution. <laughs> I mean, in, in 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 not you know like kind those of those torches we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> We were talking about CBD. It, you know, they don't necessarily have to smoke weed, right? There's other ways to take it. You know, topicals. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, more people to explore the options. I would say of cannabis, fucking... right? Vape pens, topicals, edibles. Yeah. There's, there's drinks. There's pills. So there's other ways to do this without just you know lighting up a joint. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, and I think that's where the education comes in. And and you know, when people go to stores like East of Eden, um, or you know, our store in uh, Seaside. They get educated on stuff that they had no idea. You know, they're just thinking about, oh yeah, I'm just used to smoking joints or. I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know that you could drop some shit on your tongue and, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's another thing. If you're in Salinas or wherever you may be listening to this, that even if you don't partake, it'd be interesting to go in there. If you have questions, if you're curious about it, you go in there, nobody's going to shove a joint in your mouth or anything. <laughs> you know, you can't do anything on the premises. Um, but it, it's a great way to, to learn. You know, the, the, the people that work there are usually there. They also smoke, so they're probably pretty friendly. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, um, certainly educated. Yeah, yeah, and they'll definitely an- answer questions, and and it's a great way. You know, maybe you grab a little pack of Cheez Its or something. Uh, you know, and, you, and, and that's I think that's the next stage that I want to see, um, in general, but certainly locally. You mentioned being able to smoke on site. You know, on site consumption I think is the next phase of dispensaries that's going to be huge. You know, Seaside actually was contemplating doing that in the beginning in their ordinance. They they had language in there to allow for it and then they kind of were like they were like no no never mind let's let's, <laughs> let's cool it. But I was excited because I from a from a business standpoint and even a consumer standpoint. I mean it's it's I don't know if you ever gone to San Francisco back in the heyday when you you had on-site consumption lounges. I, in San Jose is Or San Jose was, too, yeah. right? Like you could go like I went to one in San Jose where you bought it here and then you walk next door literally next door there's just a wall separating it and you walk in and you can consume in like a bar sitting and there's like chicks there's chicks at the bar that like you know they're like dab dab tenders that give you dabs or they light stuff for you that's going to be huge when that can happen i think that's going to open up a whole another revenue stream for all these dispensaries that they never just saw before on i think it was on center and it was all in one room It it was a giant square room essentially Half of it was like a lounge at TVs, pool tables and shit. The other half was the dispensary part. And yeah, they, they would check out bongs, pipes, fucking, you know, vapes. Check out? like Yeah, you would just out, give them like, your fucking Like ID. you're renting it, yeah. Yeah, you give them your ID and they give you stuff and you'd be sitting there. Every Sunday well, they did a just fat it, ass right? barbecue. You can't bring your own. <laughs> no, you can't bring your own. Yeah, okay. I mean, that being said, if you buy some stuff, you have some of your own in your pocket and you pull it out. And pack it, you know, it probably won't get caught. But yeah. stoners aren't douches like that, so usually. No. Yeah. But and then on Sundays they would fucking do a barbecue, like fat barbecue for free, for free. Yeah, you just chill in there, you get some food. It was <laughs> San Jose <laughs> is just because it's by San Francisco, it gets like forgotten a lot. Mm. But they've been like, cannabis, go for it. Yeah, they've, they've been so fucking open. Again, the the whole dentist office and stuff, and 
right th- this this place where it was just so chill so chill that was there used to be just like dab bars yeah you know? that's gonna be huge I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to that it's gonna it's gonna happen in salinas i know for sure i don't know when but dab bars though but if you're the owner it kind of sucks because i was a i was a customer there a lot it was badass but it's like, well, you're all stoned and just sitting there. Get out of here. We need to rent this shit out to other people, man. <laughs> you're costing us money. You're yeah. just sitting there all high, grooving to the music. And it's fucking cool. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it makes you want to chill. Well, then maybe they can, instead of a model where you're renting out the booth you're sitting in, you're paying for sitting there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely time, how they should bro. do it. Yeah, yeah that'd be you know cool. I mean? Like karaoke booth and shit. Yeah. Like, a, like a, when you go to clubs, right, you can rent out. You know, um, yeah, bottle service. Yeah, and shit exactly. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> minus Seriously. the bottles, bro. It's bomb I mean, service. that that to me, that you know, going even one step further, that's the real future where like you're in a club and you can get bottle service and you have your own booth with your friend and you can order bottles and you can order weed and like that will be. Well, that's the big debate uh, here: is and, will the government ever allow alcohol true, and true. cannabis to be consumed in the same place? Right now, they're totally against it, but, man, come on, money talks. You know, like, you know how much money they can make off of that, dude? Well, and we were discussing at, at this place. We're using this place as an example. Uh, XL Public House doesn't say this place. Well, yeah. Any bad beer? It's an empty one. Yeah. But James was like, if people come in here and they can go to the back and smoke, no one's going to be up here drinking beer, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be sitting in the back rolling joints and shit, and unless he can sell the stuff on site... Right or something, he's like, it's gonna suck for me, you know. Like people are just gonna be in the back all day, getting getting high, and yeah. that was his his you know thinking as a business owner. But yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. Oh, we got twenty years. It's gonna be way different. Yeah. It's gonna be so cool to look back on this. And like, yeah, it really. Remember is. when we thought this was weird? We're gonna be telling yeah. our kids. We're gonna be telling them about back in my day. I had to meet a guy in the alleyway just to buy some weed. She'd be like, "Yeah, shut up, Dad. I get it from Seven Eleven now. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I don't care about your bullshit stories from yeah. fucking 2018. Yeah, you dude. know, like it's gonna be like crazy. 2048, and they're gonna be uh, thinking we're just those old people talking about how it used to be. Right. I used to buy it from a guy that sold other drugs too, and he tried to influence <laughs> me and tell me that I should buy this heroin with it. <laughs> the first hit's always free. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> For real, oh, no. con esto se te quita el hambre. <laughs> that was one of the best lines of influencing someone to do drugs. Wow, the Mexican novela. <laughs> but he was telling, actually, uh, telling him to sniff paint. He, yeah, they're like sniffing spray paint. Uh huh. And the, the kids like he didn't want to do it, but he was ho- he was recently homeless, so he was all hungry. So his little guy oh. that's trying to influence him, he's like, con esto se te quita el hambre. Which it, novella was that? What the fuck? It was one of those <laughs> like where hilarious. where it was there was a host that Sad, would read but... letters, like she would read like, oh, this letter was sent in by Mary. Mary has a twelve-year-old son who started doing drugs and she doesn't know what to do. So then she starts reading the letter and it turns into like the reenactment the of this. Yeah, I got uh-huh. you. And it's always that. It's always the kids doing drugs and shit. And it was always so hor- horrible, lame ass stuff. Super dramatic. But that was the best one. <laughs> you'll, it'll take your hunger away. Just huff this paint. <laughs> I can do drugs. Uh, but anyway, is there anything else that we didn't bring up that we want to bring up before we wrap this up? 
no, I mean, I think we covered a lot of stuff, you know, about where it's been, where it's going. I mean, we stayed on topic pretty good this time. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, right? pat, pat ourselves in the back. Well, right. when, it, when you guys yeah. when you guys talk about weed, it seems to be easier, huh? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have heavy opinions. <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say, Cujo? I was just curious. Is there anything like any get togethers to have debates with any the drum circles? city or it? No. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. Against the city or, or the county about like. Yeah, is there like about some kind of monthly meetup where people yeah. Cause obviously meet up and talk about these laws are still getting formed? Like this has yeah. been the topic of the day, you know. So, so is there anywhere you can you can like get together and just kind of um, debate it with the city, against the city, or amongst yourselves, you know? Yeah. So Monterey County is the most active jurisdiction in this area. Um, you know, Salinas, well, the only County in the area. So. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, There's Santa Cruz and San um, yeah, right yeah. there. Oh no shit. When, huh? it com- when it comes to the cannabis, you know what that I mean? Like, and when I mean, when I say that, I also mean the County versus like the city of Salinas or the city of Greenfield oh, or, um, so they're always doing meetings. So they have what they call a, a cannabis standing committee that meets, I think at least once a month. Standing. Um, Hey man, you yeah, know what you're, you're talking about? Down, like fucking beanbags. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they they meet and they talk about you know they have because Monterey County has a, a cannabis program manager, so someone's getting paid from Monterey County just to focus on the cannabis regulations now. Well, and then there's two supervisors that I sit on the standing committee. Yeah. yeah, dude, I I want that job. <laughs> I, should, I think about it a couple <laughs> yeah. times because I think I could do it better than some of these people that Ooh. do it. Um, just because I know the industry better. But anyway, yeah. that would probably be the most common thing that people can go to if you, if mm-hmm. you just Google cannabis standing committee Monterey. County, you'll find it, and they meet it. Like I said, once a month. You, you know, it's a formal meeting where you can go. You can sit in the audience and just listen, or if you want to get up during public comment, you can get up and, and give your two cents. Um, city of Salinas and all of the cities in the area, they have sporadic meetings. You have to kind of be on top of you yeah. know checking the agendas, which nobody really does. There's no there, there's cool shit in there. There's no yeah. There's no like schedule. Okay. So I would say if you're in the area, Monterey County Cannabis Standing Committee is is the quickest way to get involved. And see, see what's going on. We got to do here something on the podcast more frequently. We have to have you on here more than once every two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. we have talked about doing it every quarter. Yeah. Or uh, every couple of months or something. Just like, hey, what's going on? What's the news? Yeah. Do yeah, I mean, there's, there's always a lot, especially when we do it, you know, every three or four months, there's always lots to talk about. Yeah, hell yeah. And then yeah. we could like track the price of a pound and as it goes down throughout <laughs> the fucking day. Yeah. Uh, two years from now, like, this is like $500 a fucking pound now. It's happening. It's going to be here soon. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, Joey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a couple years. So, yeah, there was a lot to cover. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on before two years. Yeah, will not hey, be 2020. Bro, we'll have you on for St. Patrick's Day. It's all green. What's there up? There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's in March, man. That, yeah, I'm just going another I quarter. I just said that because it's three months. You know, it's yeah, yeah, almost yeah. perfect. Yeah. So He'll yeah. be back on. Yeah, hell yeah, Joey. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks on. for having me. I appreciate be it. Be sure to come back. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Update the, 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 the news. listeners here, bro. The news yeah. of, the, of the crew. Anyway, thanks, y'all, for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Later. Peace. Peace.